I'm Devon Bolger, a student journalist from Christchurch. Every week I'll be talking to local councillors and politicians about the issues that matter to you. In an attempt to answer the question we're all asking, what does the future hold for the Garden City? This is What's Up Otatahi. What's Up Otatahi? Tenakoto and welcome to the third episode of What's Up Otatahi. I'm Devon Bolger, I'm a Pisces and I apparently live on the street with the highest murder rate in Christchurch. I'm here with Councillor Raf Manji. Hey Raf. Good morning. Um, so, what's your star sign? I'm a Sagittarius. A Sagittarius? Yes, which I love. <laughs> we're, kind of, we're kind of pretty um, cheerful people, uh, exciting, fun, easygoing, <laughs> like to take a bit of risk, pas- passionate about social justice, you know, but you know, we're pretty... Uh, we're pretty good characters. All the qualities of a good counsellor. That well, yes, you'd <laughs> hope so. <laughs> Be interesting actually to go round the table and get everyone stars. Right, and just see how it all works. Yes. Yeah, yeah, something to look into. Yeah. Council, awesome. Yeah. All right, so um, we'll just get right into it. Raf, I've been doing my research, and I oh, I actually just said this to you. I have to say, <laughs> you've lived a pretty interesting life so I far. I certainly have. Yes. Yeah. Do you just want to tell the audience about how you ended up in Christchurch? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So I left. Um, university and decided to I worked for six months in London um, actually at, at a stockbroker just before the 1987 crash so I was oh. there over the crash it was the most incredible time ever and uh, I saved up some money and did my what we'd call an OE in England we called it a gap year oh, yeah. so I headed off um, to India um, and w- was traveling around there and then ended up in Thailand and I was heading to m- meet a friend um, down in Sydney my best friend from London and I got um, drugged and robbed on a bus in Thailand <laughs> which was a bit of a thing back then in, in the late 80s there was actually this guy called Charles Sabraj who actually um, made a bit of a name for himself by drugging whole buses full oh of my tourists God. yeah it was a pretty crazy time um, anyway so I ended up going retracing my steps back to Bangkok and uh, and um, I met a Kiwi girl there and we kind of you know yeah. hooked up <laughs> and and traveled around together and we ended up back in New Zealand wow so that's when I first came to New Zealand and I hadn't intended on coming here mm. and you know just really fell in love with the place you know hitchhiked around the South Island and it was just thought wow this place is beautiful um, anyway, we ended up back in London and then, you know, 13 years and two kids later decided to move um, to Christchurch. Yeah. Uh, um, so what would you say is the one thing that you're most proud of achieving as a counsellor so far? I think for me, it's, you know, my interest has always been the, the big picture, the strategic stuff. And I think it's, you know, post-disaster recovery is extremely difficult and often lots of things do go wrong. For me, the getting the finances back on track has been the biggest achievement. Mm. I mean, when we came into council, well, when, I, when I came in and Leanne came in in 2013, the council had unfunded liabilities of $1.2 billion in terms of wow. spending they'd committed to but didn't have funding for. So trying to get that sorted out and get the biggest insurance claim in New Zealand, over a billion dollars, sorted out, that was really sort of the main the main piece of work um, mm. and the relationship with the crown as well which was very bumpy yeah. I mean, it was just a constant arm wrestle the whole time and yeah we're still living with the consequences of that with all these different agencies and delayed anchor projects mm. um, but we're slowly getting on top of that so for me that's always been my main focus mm. yeah definitely um well what's next you know i actually don't know what is next i have a just a huge range of opportunities ahead of me and I haven't actually made any decision mm. um, there's a bit of me that is is ready to move on and, and right. do something else I feel like you know five six years on council that's 
more than I wanted to do and I feel like the job is done mostly and there'll be some things tidied up over the next six months the global settlement with the crown yeah I think the finances still need a lot of work and I'm not sure we've got the capability around the table to do that there's a lot of great things for the city to be involved in and I think at that higher strategic level I'd be worried that around the council table there isn't that focus yeah and that is a bit of an issue because Christchurch we're the second biggest city in yeah. the country and we need to start acting like it and I, th I feel that sometimes the level of debate and focus around the table is too low yes which is fine but that's community stuff but at the council table I expect something to be a little bit more strategic Absolutely. so there, there's a, there is a temptation to think oh you know should I stay on um, you know if Leanne doesn't stand again should I you know well that was my suggestion I was gonna suggest the mealty is coming up next year isn't it yes, yes. it is yeah, you know, and, I, and, I, and I had sort of ruled it out because I've never had any interest to be the mayor. The mayor's right. actually a really tough job, and okay. Leanne is just flat out the whole time. I'm more interested in the, the strategy, the finance, the risk management. And, you know, if I had more support around the table, I could probably do that, yeah. but I don't. So really the only way to do the stuff I think that needs to be done is to be the mayor with a working majority, and right. that's the yeah. only way that I would consider it. Yeah, It would be bringing a team of people and a lot of new people into council um, yeah. and taking a very different approach to it. What's up, awesome. All right. So um, we'll just move on to one of the segments, which is called quick questions. So pretty much you have 60 seconds to try to answer as many questions as you can. I'm just going to fire them off at you. Okay. So let's begin. If you could save one building that was demolished after the earthquake, which would it be? I'd say it would be the cathedral. The cathedral? Yeah. Um, if you could choose... Oh, if it was up to you, would you have oh, restored the cathedral or torn it down? <laughs> it never works. The segment never works. <laughs> no, it actually does work. Hey, go on, that's good. Okay, let's, we'll just carry on. You okay. can still ask that question because I might change my mind. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if, it, if it was up to you, Raph, would you have restored the cathedral or torn it down? No, restored it. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how important is sustainability to you? I'd say an 8. 8? Good. Why did you run as an independent instead of aligning yourself with a political party? Because I like to speak my own mind. Awesome. Well, why did you become a councillor? Because I felt that, um, yeah, my skills could be helpful. Okay, that's 60 seconds. There you go. You heard it here from Raf. why he ran as an independent. Tūranga, the library. So, obviously, you know, you've been... You've been sharing lots of things, and you're, you're really happy about this library. Love it, yeah. Why do you think it's so good for Christchurch? I think, I mean, again, with the cathedral still damaged, it's just we're trying to create a, a stronger heart for the city. And the, you know, the Christchurch, you know, central public library was always close by. So it was, it was in the same location. But I think shifting it from just a library to what we call, you know, new knowledge centre, it's incorporating 21st century technologies, which are still around knowledge. They're yeah. still around reading. They're still about exercising the grey matter. So the things around, you know, the, the computers and the production software and 3D printing and sewing and all that kind of stuff wow. sits alongside the, 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 the traditional books, um, which are still, you know, incredibly important and actually are still very strong um, compared to e-books. I just think it's going to be a fantastic draw for the central city. It's a beautiful building. And in a way, this is the only building the council is really designing that has any right. kind of impact. Yeah. And I remember when we, when we got the first designs back, and it was actually just a black box. 
And I just said, look, you know, this is the one thing we're going to design. Please give it some architectural merit. So then they went away and they came back with the, the gold fins, which are beautiful. Yeah, it's great. $92 million is the number I yep. got for yep. how much it cost. You know, and $7 million to run each year. Worth the money in your opinion? Yeah, I do think it's worth the money. I think, you know, when... When we try and understand value, this is a building that will be here, hopefully, for the next 50 years. Yeah, the way it's designed, you it looks know? like it It could be. Yeah, I mean, it should last another 100 years. After hearing so much about the new library, I decided to see what all the fuss was about. Check it out. The Central City Library is now open. With $92 million, this place is nothing to mess around with. But I thought I'd give you guys a tour. Okay, so we'll start on the first floor. Oh, Innovation and Technology Zone. Oh, there are some old computers here. I was born in 99, so I just got some guy. He's actually demonstrating some technology right now. Okay, so what are these things? So I'll show you these are toys. We made it, and also you need to program it by yourself. Cool. So do you want to try? I'll just show you how to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to show them how to do the proper uh, programming. And yeah. So basically for this one, uh, right now they're just running on um, simple mode, which is you can use the controller and then you can do your own programming. So children, do you think will be able to program these themselves? They do, yes. Just putting it out there, this is all powered by PB Tech. I think that I should probably give them the credit that they deserve. Okay, so I'm currently uh, paired up to a charging table. I don't even know how to describe this to you guys. I just asked the person, I said, excuse me, do you have anywhere in this library I can charge my Tascam? And he said, sure, all of these tables have USB charging ports on the side of them. So I'm just sitting down, I've just parked up and just watching the world go by. I'm off the charging table now and I'm in the kids section. Another giant TV. Oh, wow. I wonder if they paid less money because they ordered in bulk. I would say it's about at least six Devons big. And then they have three TV screens under that TV screen that are all one Devon big. And they have PlayStations. If you'll excuse me, I have a game of Crash Bandicoot to play. Alright, I've got I've got the I've got the info, I've got the lowdown for you guys, so. Ground floor, connection. That's the cafe, that's your reception, that's your returns, your magazines, your admin. Floor number one, community. That's the TSB space, the family space, the youth space. The espresso bar for the parents. And floor number four, that's fiction, music, world languages, computer lab roof gardens. Man, I gotta go check this out. Guys, I think I'm standing on the roof garden. Oh man! Guys, if you stand on here, you can see across all of Cathedral Square. The cathedral's in bad shape, eh guys? That's a, that's a shame. I didn't pay for parking though, Oops, so I better wrap this up. Well there you have it. Here at the new Central City Library you can learn about New Zealand history, play some Crash Bandicoot, or reminisce about the cathedral from the roof gardens. An awesome addition to our CVD that I would highly recommend going and seeing for yourself. And that's What's Up Ōtutahi. What's up Ōtutahi? Awesome. Okay, Raf, so our next segment is called Things Aren't Right and I'm Angry. We're okay. going to be reading the opinion section of the press Good. and discussing okay. what locals have to say. Right. I did read this ahead of time, so okay. I know which ones that I think we should talk about. The older punters back. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's actually a really funny letter called Library Name just on the side there. Oh, you should yes. just, just yeah. read it because yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. I'll just tell him a little bit about it. It's from a Terry Dolby from Burwood. 
And um Hey Terry. <laughs> and it just it starts off with we could call our cathedral George using the convoluted logic it esp- espoused by the spokeswoman to explain the label for our new library. And then it ends you can be assured that long-suffering ratepayers are taking careful note of those elected representatives who are seen to be supporting this continuing arrogance and disdain. Raph, that's you. That's directly at you. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think one thing is fair. I mean, the name Tuaranga, I mean, it's nice to have a name, yeah. you know, like you know, Te Papa's our National Museum, but it, it's, it's the Christchurch Central Library. If you want to call it the Christchurch Central Library, call it the Central yeah. Library or whatever. Um it's, uh, you know, people can get a bit carried away with this stuff. Just come in and enjoy it. Don't yeah. stress over the name on it. Just come in and enjoy what's inside. Yes, just go <laughs> get a library card. I don't know if you guys know this, but you can take books home <laughs> from the library. That's insane. That's free. That's free books. Awesome. Okay. Well. What else? What else we got What here? else we got um, I haven't actually read them all, but we should. What's this hops- hospital drop-off? Oh, why the new hospital doesn't have a working drop-off and pick-up area? For inpatients. Which doesn't resemble an evacuation centre for refugees in Eritrea. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Has this guy been to Eritrea? I don't um, know. I've no idea. But, I mean, look, clearly there is no doubt the hospital rebuild has been a huge issue. Yeah. A huge issue. And it hasn't gone particularly well. Numerous problems with, with the build. Um, and, actually, that's why I put into my election campaign last year a new car parking building. Oh, for the hospital. Because the, for years, and, and there have been lots of issues with with the former director of health the, yeah. at the Ministry of Health um, and his offsider, who's, you know, they're from Christchurch originally. There's a lot of bad blood. Um, they've dragged the chain. They could have built this car park ages ago. Yeah. But they've gone, oh, there's no money. Well, that's bullshit. You know, there's always money for something which can generate revenue. Yeah. So it's it's been an appalling mess. Um, and I know the hospital rebuild itself has been very difficult you know, huge numbers of variations and things not quite working. You know, that's a question, I guess, for the Ministry of Health. Yeah, um, not a council thing, I guess. It, it's not, but it, it, it speaks to an issue that I'm very interested in, which is um, devolution. Yes. And more services actually being run out of Christchurch. Mm. So we have the Christchurch City Council, we have the CDHB, we have ECAN, you've got Ministry of Education. Actually, a lot of those local services should be delivered from one place yeah so the funding may come from central government but the regional government whatever that looks like should deliver these services Mm. then you know you wouldn't have people going why is not the council put a car park in by the hospital and the council goes well actually that's not our job it's not our land we don't engage with that that's the cdhb Mm. who are governed by the ministry of health from wellington for sure yeah and i think the thing is yeah i mean you can only handle issues Christchurch issues from inside Christchurch. It doesn't make any sense to do it otherwise. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, great. That's, That's great. the end of that segment. Thank you, yeah. all of the people who sent nice. in their letters. Yes. Keep, keep going. Yeah. You can take this back to the council. <laughs> Maybe every council meeting you guys do the same thing. I'm sure councils <laughs> read the letters on a daily basis, yeah, actually. What's up, So there's been lots of discussion about the council potentially selling some of the Mm. shares um, they have in local businesses, something you've been in favour of. Why do you think this is the right move going forward? Mm. I think a couple of reasons. Um, The main one for me is I think there is extra money that the ratepayers can access there. Now, when I say that, what I mean is the, um, the dividend yield that we receive from these companies, which obviously goes towards um, our expenses, is is fine um but for some of the companies it's quite low compared to the value of that company 
So we could actually be financially much better off selling a stake in that company and then reinvesting it either to pay down debt um, or just reduce uh, rates in general. Um, you know, some of our companies, obviously, like CityCare, are not doing very well. We attempted to sell that in our last term, and that didn't um, that didn't get passed, and we probably should have done. Yeah, what happened there? Because I've been doing a bit of research. It's something about something happened in the eleventh hour. Yeah, I mean, look, the the the, the reality is, you know, we had a, a bidder, um, and the bidder um, didn't meet favour with with the councillors. Mm. Um, it should have probably gone through, and we would have been better off. Because yeah. we would have had some good money for that. And then what we could have done, and this is what I said to my fellow councillors, we could have started to build capacity internally, which is, I think, what a lot of councillors are in favour of. Yeah. And then still contract out the, the bits that actually we didn't really want to be involved in. Mm. You know, where you might need a lot of capital machinery that can be moved around the country. Yeah. Um, so I think that needs to be dealt with. Obviously, some of our smaller companies like Eco Central, you know, do we need to have a separate waste processing company or should it be in-house? You know, so you have a lot yeah. of corporate overhead mm. around these companies. You've got board of directors, corporate salaries. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of costs there. Obviously, Red Bus. Do we want to own a bus company? Personally, I think not because of the way technology is changing. I'd much rather be a regulator and say, right, we want buses or some kind of transport services for here. Come and let us know what you've got. Yeah. And look at all the kind of bicycles and scooters wait for more you know uber zoomy god knows what else is coming and yet yeah. we've got this whole bunch of diesel vehicles yeah why would we want to invest in that when That's that true. is a disruptive um activity and we're not experts in it so i would have you know got, i would have got rid of that as well yeah and then use that money to reinvest in other things i still want to retain strategic control so it's still own 51 percent, a little bit like the government's done with the energy companies okay yeah um, and then get other people in and and shake things up a little bit so i think i think there is extra cash um, I think we can still have uh, strategic control, but and we can spread the risk. So what I'm saying is actually we can de-risk ourselves. We can still have a big stake. We still have a controlling stake, but we're just saying, okay, we'll redeploy some of that money given the amount of debt we're carrying as yeah. a council, which is going to be over $2 billion. Interest rates now are going up in the US. You know, we've seen markets start to get a bit sort of frothy. Yeah. So, you know, having been around financial markets for a long, long time, you know, nearly 35 years, I do worry sometimes that our councillors, you know, they do bury their heads in the sand. One, because they don't really understand this stuff and they're not willing to consider because it's a party position. Well, yeah. great, let's argue it on the facts. So recently I brought a paper to council saying I, w I wanted um, CCHL to come back with some really detailed information on where we are today, mm -hmm. oh, what, yes, what no, the options are, this. what the trade-offs are, so that we can have a discussion. And they didn't even want the paper to be yeah. brought. And I just said, no, that's not acceptable. You Why know? do you think though? Like, what are they afraid of? Well, exactly. That is what they're afraid of is 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 the fact they they don't really understand this. So they're yeah. just going to take their position, and that's what they're going to die on that ditch. Mm. And for me, that's not acceptable. You know, you do the work, and then you make the decision, and then you may say, you know what, we've weighed these up, um, these trade offs, and we don't think there is a, a reason to proceed. I'm happy with that, but you know, there's no way I'm going to stand back and not see this information provided it must be quite frustrating for you on the council just because you you have all this experience in london and you must feel just like being like look just listen to me you don't know what you're talking about i do <laughs> <laughs> look it's it's um you know i mean look, you've always got to hear everyone's voice but and i'm always open to that but i mean sometimes people do talk a lot of rubbish um, yeah and they don't have the experience and it has been yeah the most frustrating job i've ever done in my life there's no doubt about that 
you know, the number of meetings and committees we have that don't make decisions. And, you know, it's just, I sit there just tearing my hair out sometimes. Yeah, the lack but of decisions. Yeah, and I think that's, um, that's a challenge for democracy in general. How do we make better decisions? Mm. I mean, you know, I've talked about participatory budgeting, citizens' juries. You know, they're doing quite well overseas. You know, you have Iceland, crowdsourced constitution. You know, why we constantly rely on a selected bunch of people who, for whatever reason, have got themselves into the, you know, political game and then get elected year after year after year. And I sometimes think there's never a report. There's never like, well, how have you done? You yeah. Know, what have you done for your communities? What have you achieved? Yeah. Because people are just not that interested. Mm, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Rev, uh, thank you so much for coming on this show. We all appreciate everything you're doing for Christchurch. And speaking of Christchurch, if you aren't up to much this weekend, make sure you head along to Tūranga, the new Central City Library. And that's what's up for Tatahi. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you. Cheers. What's up for Tatahi?